Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Created from the cosmic legends of the universe, Dave Damaschek. The mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damaschek. What's going down? Hope you're doing well wherever you are. We are driving on the banks of the Three Rivers, the City of Champions, Pittsburgh, PA. We just touched down a little while ago, our red eye from Los Angeles into Pittsburgh. We've jumped in the automobile. We are, are spiriting our way outside of Pittsburgh on our way to Canton, Ohio for the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony this weekend. I'm over the moon and my belly is full of promantes. You know how you when, you when you watch Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football, they always show when they come back from commercial, they have a little piece of video, and they show you, uh, you know, like it, if it's in Seattle, they have to show Pike Place Market with the, the guys throwing the fish, and when they're in Philadelphia, they have to show this, the cheesesteak joints and everything. In Pittsburgh, they always show, when the game's in Pittsburgh, Promantis. It's the, the joint with the delicious bread and the nice deli meats. I prefer pastrami, a nice capicola works well too, provolone, and then the coleslaw, not mayonnaise mind you, but the uh, but the, the vinegar-based slaw, and some delicious french fries, all jammed between those pieces of bread. We just slopped them down. Me, not one, but two producers, driving down the freeway, dri driving down the highway, the parkway, as we speak. Benheim and Law, and sitting next to me, the man. Look at, look at, look to, look how majestic. Is there a greater sight? Is there a more beautiful sight for a sports fan rank than what is in front of us now? PNC Park and Heinz Field. Rank. What are the three rivers? Name the three rivers. The Ohio. Correct. The Harris. Incorrect. And the uh, Dave Parker. The Allegheny? That's correct. Good. Now the, the, the toughest one. The toughest of the three. Mistagi. Monongahela. Well, that's the one. Yeah. 
Not the not the wasn't Cobra close. Dave Parker. All right. Why uh, isn't it named after Dave Parker? Well, listen, that's a conversation for another time. It really would be nice if they would honor. Uh, but what's cool is, did you see that gold bridge next to PNC Park? It's the Clementi Bridge, and on game days, they close it off, and it's only open to pedestrians. Stop you walk it. straight into the yard. Is that for real? What a beautiful place. It's it's a thrill, a personal thrill for me as a, as a native son of Pittsburgh to be broadcasting, doing doing our own uh, little broadcast here on Hall of Fame weekend in uh, you know in the uh, spiritual shadow of broadcasting giants like Myron Cope of the Steelers and Mike Lang of the Pittsburgh Penguins and Bob Prince of the Pittsburgh Pirates, Billy Hillgrove of uh, mm-hmm. of Pitt football and basketball. Right. So it's it's great fun for us and with our belly full and you know tired brains. We are on the uh, red eye. I can't sleep on a red eye. How was your even, flight? Ride? Even in first class you couldn't sleep? No, nah, I just couldn't get it done. You know, <laughs> yeah. Too much they they just kept come waking me up with do you want some ice cream now? How, <laughs> how about a fruit cup? Mr. Damashek, you know, another piece of steak, Mr. Damashek. Do you get turbulence in first class, or is that only back in the... No, 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 that's just for you people. That's just for you. Um, i got to say, I almost jumped out of my seat at one point tonight. The gentleman sitting next to me, he was a nice enough guy. Him and his three-month-old son and his wife were traveling, and I am i was the biggest baby of that trip. When we hit a little bit of turbulence, the guy actually had to reach over and be like, hey, it's okay, Adam. You'll be fine. <laughs> Nothing more emasculating than that. Like, okay. <laughs> that Thank is a, you. That is a shame for you. Um, and... Uh, if we have any, if you notice any interruptions as we go along here, we are, like I say, we actually are in our rented car driving to Canton, some 70 miles uh, west of Pittsburgh, PA. And Benheim and Law, I guess we needed two producers to try and figure out where we were going. Law, I mean, Benheim, you can drive. You're at a stop sign. I don't know. Oh, he's telling. Oh, he has the stop sign up. Can you lower the window down? That's. <laughs> You good to go? Did I say so? No. I believe not. There's a sky, there's a construction worker now debating whether or not we can go. He's holding up his stop sign. <laughs> but don't you stop at a stop sign? Producer Law says, oh, now he says slow. Okay. Now he's giving us the slow sign. Thank you. Law asked the man who was holding a stop sign, is it okay to go? And the construction like, worker he said, he looked at the sign. Does it say so? It says stop on it. <laughs> so there you go. You, you you rub everyone the wrong way, producer. Way to go. All right, listen. Just I hope between the two, you. Well, no way. Now, now wait. Here's, here's another stop sign. Do, can we never go? <laughs> you can never go. It says stop. How do you do at a stop sign? You stop and then you go. How can I give you my? Can, can, I, can I give what, you my? I, I went with uh, I went with pastrami. Mm-hmm. Capicola is a good choice. You went with the salami. I so did. How, did. how did you find your pastrami? Your uh, your Primanti's experience, Dave. I was a little worried because Primanti's has been built up as a huge ordeal. You know, it's like episode one. Yeah. You know, it's you're you're afraid that it'll never match your expectations. Episode but I, one of Star Wars. Of, you of mean? Star Wars. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody was expecting great things, and we got Jar Jar Binks. Mm-hmm. But, so I went up and I was, you know, I was expecting a lot out of this place. Not only did it meet expectations, I would say exceeded them. Wow. Wow, that's terrific news. Exceeded really them. And you know what? And I'm telling you, like driving through Pittsburgh, this place is gorgeous. I've always had a bucket list of baseball stadiums that I've always wanted to hit. PNC Park has now vaulted to number two 
right behind Wrigley Field. Well, Wrigley, I've spent many a great afternoon in Wrigley, but PNC, a wonderful place, too. We just pulled a U-turn right in the middle of the parkway here. We were headed towards Beaver Falls, where my mother, Mo Damashek, uh, was, was reared. Is that right? That's right. The home of uh, Mike Ditka. She wasn't allowed to play with Mike Ditka <laughs> growing up because Mike Ditka and his uh, his brother liked to pull down girls' underpants. That is not true. That is true. And um, Are we breaking this? No, we're not breaking this because I told the same tale to uh, Jimmy Kimmel when Ditka was on uh, was on the Kimmel show many years ago, and he brought it up, and he said, uh, do you remember the name Michelle Zubasic, my mother's maiden name? Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and he said, yes, I do. And he said, and, and he said, well, Michelle wasn't allowed to play with you as a little girl because supposedly you, you and your brother pulled down girls' underpants. And he said, yeah, that sounds like us. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so Ditka... Um, Tony Dorsett, Ray Dorsett, and so on. Beaver, Beaver Falls, Beaver Falls, Hopewell Township, and so on. Steeltown, USA. But we're not going there. We're going to Canton. We're going to Canton, Ohio. Hopefully, if Benheim and Law can figure it out between the two of them. I don't think, first of all, naturally that uh, you know they. Have I'm a lot glad of, they weren't piloting the Enola Gay. No, well, listen, they have a lot going for them separately. They're, they they both are nice guys and everything, but <laughs> their greatest virtue isn't isn't uh, how bright they are. It's you know separately, right? And together, it's it's sort of like two negatives, you know. <laughs> Trying to put them together, it's going even worse. It's really becoming repellent to us now. Yeah, that's right. You do have a couple of Einsteins in the back seat, but we're trying to. I would have had a kid football right now. Yeah, just pay attention to how I do things, Benheim and Law. I'm a pro. We're not even. I didn't even ask you to make a detour to go and see Mo Damashek and my old man. There's no time for it. This is about business. I'm a professional, so Mm -hmm. forgive me family, but we have uh, a date with Marshall Falk and uh, Primetime and Chris Hanberger and the rest of them. Now, listen, we got to talk about, uh, we have business to tend to, the NFL has business to tend to, right? and they've been tending to it and how. This free agency period has been gangbusters, exhilarating stuff. We have so many uh, points to discuss. The Eagles and their so-called dream team, Randy Moss retired, this player going here, that player going there. Um, we'll talk about it all, but quickly, episode number 13, Dave Damashek Football Program, right. available as always on iTunes. We appreciate it. If you can subscribe to it, go in there. They say commenting is a good thing to do. We appreciate yes. you doing all that jazz. Um, but episode 13, as we do quickly rank, we right. like to honor the the episode and the player who wore that jersey number the best uh-huh. in football Appropriate that we it would be episode thirteen because I don't think there's much question that it's uh, Pittsburgh's native son Danny uh, Marino. Of course, right? NFL, of course, definitely really? NFL. Who else? NFL even is Ken uh, Ken Riley of the Bengals. Ken Riley was DB, good. Great uh, corner. Kurt Warner. Kurt. Well, oh, Don Maynard too. Don, Don Maynard. Maynard was third. Pretty good thirteens. Some good thirteens. Yeah. Uh, Nobody's close to Marino. Yeah, not Kurt Warner. Yeah, maybe Don Maynard even comes out ahead. Well, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. So. I think, as for now, at least, he would have to be number two. Marino, the best whoa, 13 whoa, whoa, whoa. in sports history? Uh, well, well you, got, you got Wilt the Stilt. You got Wilt yeah. the Stilt. You got A-Rod. Right. No, I don't say A-Rod. 
Well, A Rod, and he wasn't 13 for the majority of his career. I bet you he was pretty <laughs> because he likes to gamble. <laughs> a Rod. <laughs> See, how I turned phrase. Uh, a Rod, yes. Um, he and uh, so Baz, yeah. Kenny the Rat Lindsman in uh, in Puck was number 13. Not uh, Matt Sundin. Didn't he wear 13? Ooh, for yeah. the Leafs for many moons, I Matt think Sundin right. still doesn't compare with Wilt. It comes down to Danny Marino versus Wilt the Stilt. Yep. I don't know. Wilt the Stilt? Is that the correct answer? I would go with Wilt. Hmm. Best. Well, think How about you... this. Okay. Well, th- if we try to compare it as evenly as we can, apples to apples, okay. by their respective positions, Wilt the Stilt, Marino, all-time QBs. Okay. What's your all-time QB list? Joe Montana, number Joe one. Joe Montana. Johnny Unitas, number two. Marino, three? Uh, no, I go Dieter Brock. Oh. I got it. I got the first Dieter oh, Brock reference. There, there it is. Damashek scores. No, I, yeah, Marino, John Elway. Ooh, Elway, yes. Elway has to be in there. Maybe ahead of Marino. Maybe ahead of Marino. Marino has sure. no ring on his finger, as they say. That's true. What about Peyton Manning? What about no. Tom Brady? Uh, Tom Brady needs a non-Spygate Super Bowl. Yeah. Fair or not. And uh, and Peyton Manning needs a non-Rex Grossman Super Bowl. Yes. Because without that, yeah, he would he would have the same amount as Danny <laughs> Marino. So Marino's in the top three or four, at least, for your by, yes. in, in your book. Okay. Now, NBA centers all time. Give me your list. Bill Russell, one. Okay. Sean Bradley, two. No. No? No. Kareem. Kareem, two. Well, Kareem wasn't better than Wilt, was he? What about and uh, Shaq Fu? No, 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 no. What about the guy who I always hold up in that era with Patrick Ewing and right. with Shaq Fu and all those guys? Uh-huh. What about Akeem Olajuwon? He Akeem gets left Olajuwon. out way too often from for my taste. You watched him play; he was dominant. In fact, dominated Shaq Fu on uh, on more than one occasion, famously oh, in, the of course, in the finals. But that was a that was a that was a callow. Uh, um, Shaq Fu. So maybe that's not exactly fair, but either way, yeah. But those were the. Uh, but that was when uh, Michael Jordan was on his suspend. I mean, uh, vacation retirement. Well, but I always say this. I've I, and I've said this to Chicago fans. I was in Chicago during those championships. Uh-huh. I was living there at the time, and I think they dodged a bullet. Did. The Bulls. Uh, MJ and company. In the sense that because they because now history will always remember them as when they were right and they were together, nobody could beat them. I think they would have lost to Akeem and company. They would not have the three headed center that they had of Will Purdue and Luke Longley and uh, who am I forgetting? Bill and Bill Wennington, yes. Thank you very much, uh, Benheim. See, you know stuff. Benheim, huh? What a what a great thing you got the, the Canadian uh, Bill Wennington. Um, they wouldn't have been able to handle Akeem, and Akeem would have worked them over pretty good. Kenny Smith, that was a nice team that that Houston team. Those championships seem tainted because of one Michael Jordan's absence, and two because of the OJ scandal. Remember ah. that overlapped with that, that right. at the same time. But anyway, so all right. So Wilt the still How second would, or third best, Danny Marino third or fourth best. So I guess it is Wilt by a hair. If that and that's an interesting thing too. You know, you like to do the NFL. Mm-hmm. If you did a, an, an NBA version, what happens if Olajuwon does beat the Bulls with Michael Jordan? Does how that does make that, how does that affect his, his place legacy? in history? Yes, yeah, pretty interesting. We also have left off uh, Brett Favre from our list of great QBs, but I think uh, I will. Nah. 
I'll put Marino ahead of him, I think. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So we're going to go, I guess, barely by with Will. But listen, we just left the city limits. Shouldn't we give it to Marino? Yes. All right. That's fair. Marino. Dude, you don't know Danny Marino. <laughs> that dude could wing it, dude. Um, so, but like we were talking about, this free agency stuff. Let's get into it, Rank. Okay. A lot of storylines. And the Eagles, people are touting as the latest dream team. The dream team. I think uh, Vince Young coined that. I didn't realize. He's the one who came up with dream team. He came team? up with dream Very clever. team. Must have been the uh, the same. Did, did he also name uh, A-Rod Aaron Rodgers? Did he also <laughs> name him A-Rod after yes. Alex Rodriguez? He also coined LT for LaDainian Tomlinson. Um, dream team. We you, you started this discussion a couple weeks ago with me. And so maybe we'll get let's let's have it now. What is rank your uh, dream team? The team, team that if you it were your dream to uh-huh. play on one team, right? In the history of football, nay, okay. all of sport, you can all play of with sports. one team in history. What one uh-huh. season though? Roy Hobbs style. Roy Hobbs. Short and sweet. No, well, because of this. No, it's just the one season, one magic season. What team would you most wi- do you most wish you could have been a part of? I think one of the White House Cowboys teams would be pretty fun. I can't argue with that. For the parties, Michael Irvin would throw me a mink. <laughs> I would wear 21, so when Deion Sanders came over, he would have to buy it off me. Clever, yes. Yeah, that's not a bad one. 86 Giants, they had a lot of fun. 86 Mets. Some, ooh, 86 too. Mets. Yeah, that'd be good. I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to live with myself being, uh, being on one of those New York teams. Because I right. think you, you can't be, you don't want to be on the Yankees. Right. You don't want to be on, on the Celtics. Right. Because then you're just another notch in the headboard, as it were. Yeah. You know, you're just a, you're just another in a long line. I always say, if I were a 17 or 18 year old kid and I were a blue chip running back, right, and all the big schools, Texas and Bama and USC, were after me, I would say no to them all, and I would go to a school that had that didn't have a great history. Like, Not like Indiana. Like Utah State? Like like Indiana? How dare you, is what I say to you. Indiana had Anthony Thompson and Von Dunbar. They've had very nice uh, players. Antoine Randall. That's right. Antoine was Trent Green had a nice career. I walked his uh, future bride down the aisle at a, uh, at a mutual friend's wedding, and Trent did not like it. Did not like Whoa. seeing his lady on the arm of uh, the ruggedly handsome Dave Damage. <laughs> But we got over it because we were fellow alumni of Indiana University. Interesting. Now. Um, well, I got a good one. Go ahead. I got one. It's going to be. But oh I'm saying, I, I to me, send me to, I don't want to go to a, a school that, I don't want to go to, you know, uh, Northern Texas A&T. You understand? Right. I just want to go to, and also ran in a major conference. Like Kansas okay. State, you know? Wouldn't, it be, wouldn't you rather be the greatest player in Iowa State history than being another great running back from USC? You see what I mean? It's a, it's an interesting. I get it. Which, which is better? Would you rather be like, yeah, he's, you know, there's Charles White, there's O.J. Simpson, there's Mike Garrett, and then there's Dave Damashek, or is it better to just be like, hey, when you talk Iowa State football, when you talk the greatest cyclone of all time, you talk about Dave Damashek. The story begins and ends with Dave Dam. I think I like that better. I think but that's, it's but it's that's Iowa cooler. State. It's like Ted Williams. It? That, there goes the greatest hitter of all time. That's cool. Like when you go to the campus, whatever town in Iowa, Iowa State's in. When you go there, every time you walk through there until your dying day, people will be like, "Oh my God, it's him!" It'd be like Jesus walking down the street. But that's Iowa State. 
When are you going to be there? When are you going to go back? I don't think you'd get what I'm getting. But if you're not, but if you're going to USC, you're in Los Angeles. You're the big man on campus at in in L.A. People still remember or, you. What's up? Fine. Bam or something like that. Like, so if there are schools in big cities. We can we can account for that. You know, there that there would be uh, maybe Northwestern. I could go to Northwestern, play in the Big Ten, and be the no. greatest Wildcat ever. That no? makes sense. No, that makes sense. Uh, what about... Uh, I got for, one. For NFL, I'll give you one. Okay. What about the New Orleans Saints of a couple of years ago? Oh. Listen, again, talk about that one magic season. They're coming off of Katrina a couple of years before, a few years before, a city decimated. And right. I went there right after that Super Bowl for Mardi Gras to do something on the uh, for the uh, for the Kimmel show. Uh-huh. And I went down there and got to kibitz with the likes of Darren Sharper and uh, Pierre Thomas. And they were, you know, listen, they were having the time of their li- lives, rightly. And But the people were so happy. Yet you never would have known they'd been through such awful things in the same decade. It was all washed away by this Super Bowl, it seemed like. Now, uh-huh. I'm, I'm a cynical fella, but it was just wonderful about the, what it said about the human spirit. These people dancing, literally dancing in the streets. With the with the New Orleans Saints as they rolled by on their uh, in their cars and floats, these people were so happy. It was a, it was a great uh, it made a great statement. And, and it all made the youth- then it also made me a little angry. Like these people have been through much worse, and they're happy as all get out. Why does the littlest thing drive me crazy? Like the, <laughs> on the plane this morning, the guy behind me, some 22 year old punk, has to get up. It's a it's a law as old as time. <laughs> When you get off an airplane, you go row by row. Right. But the guy, I'm in row 14. The guy in row 15 couldn't wait the no. two seconds. He had to push ahead of me because I stayed. He he got his backpack on and like had to push his way ahead of me so he could get off the plane 0.7 seconds before I did. Congratulations. That's right. And it's driving me crazy and it's going to ruin this whole weekend for me. <laughs> Meantime, these people who've, who've had their lives destroyed dancing in the street. When's it Damashek's turn? When's it my turn to have a smile on my face? When's it my turn for the sun to shine on me? Hell yeah, because the Steelers never win Super Bowls. The Penguins are never in contention for the Cup. Right. When is your time? When's when your, is your time, Dave? When's your ne- What's your other... Oh, by the way, I, I don't think I should name any of those Pittsburgh teams. That's too easy. No, I, no, no. The teams I root for, I'm not going to name as the team I most wish I played for. I'll, I'll, I'll avoid those. But what, do you have any more? I do. I want to be a member of the 1991 UNLV basketball team. Why so? That sounds... 91 is the... It's the undefeated the one that, that they loses... win by 35. No, they lose to Duke. I want to be on Why that not the team. the 90 team? No, 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 they you don't understand. By 35. Dave, Dave, I'm a point guard. Okay, so you when are? the NCAA, yes, I'm a, I'm a point guard. I'm a, I was thinner back then. So I'm a point guard, and when the NCAA tries their little Digstown shady deal, get the refs to foul out Greg Anthony, here comes Adam Rank, and he D's up Bobby Hurley, and UNLV wins that game. The running Rebels go back to back. Undefeated, I am the toast of the town in Las Vegas. So you're going to be the X Factor. Nice. Is what, is what's the gonna X Factor in Las Vegas. I'll be on billboards. You know, because if you're the guy that was still doing that today, I would be doing casino openings. I would walk into the Tropicana, never have to pay for a drink. 
My rooms would be comp. That's exactly how it is when uh, the greatest cyclone of all, Dave Damashek, goes back to campus there. That's <laughs> when you go exactly back to Davenport, that's the way it goes? How about what would be a cool one from history, non-football, <laughs> the Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh, yeah. That would be yeah. great. The, the first championship. What was that, 56-something, I think is what it was, 55, 56? Somewhere. I didn't, I... In that range, you get to play with Jackie Robinson. Right. So you're a part of history. Great. You're in Brooklyn. This uh, this The borough loves them. This place, right. The borough is behind them, but they're downtrodden by the evil empire. They live in the shadow of Manhattan and the Yankees roll in from the Bronx and whip them in uh, fall classic after fall classic to finally get over the hump. I thought that one magic year would be uh, would be just fantastic. Are you kidding me? Another U-turn coming up. We got to pull another U-turn. What is going on in the front seat? I didn't realize. Even a magical time where, where there's this thing called, uh, where there are these things called smartphones that have GPS on them. How hard can it be to dig directions up off of it? We're going one state over for cripe's sake. I got to ask a question too about Ohio. Now this is somewhat of a major street. Where it looks like we're just driving through some sort of residential. How does Ohio decide the election every year? There's nobody here. <laughs> like, how is that possible? I know, it must be frustrating that they're on this side of the border, so close to Pittsburgh, and yet it's morally wrong for them to root for the Steelers. It's like being in Alcatraz. <laughs> I always used to, yeah, I, I always used to think um, that, well, Alcatraz is supposed to be the worst prison to get stuck in, but wouldn't that be kind of nice because at least there's San Francisco right there and you look out your prison window and right. you see a beautiful city and you look out over the bay and it wouldn't be that bad. And then I went on the tour there. And if you're ever in San Francisco, Dave's travel tip of the week is take the Alcatraz tour and get, the, get the audio thing that you put the little headphones oh, on. Oh, we went there one time and there was a former guard there. Ooh, wow. Who took us around. So he gave us our own tour. He was opening up the cells, doing whatever. He gave us the run of the joint. It was great. Fantastic. That does sound good. Um, well, I did the audio tour with the headphones and, it, and uh, they discussed the fact that they had these reminiscences from uh, from inmates uh-huh. talking about that you know during special occasions like New Year's Eve it was it was hell on earth to be an Alcatraz because you could hear the the pleasure being had just oh, no. just across the water there just uh, in San Francisco you could hear people having a good time you could see the lights of the city and to know that life was going on and it was joyous and it was all going on without you and you were right there to hear it and to oh, vaguely be able to see it made it more torturous same thing for people this uh, on this side of the Ohio border thinking I couldn't should be a Steeler fan but it's morally wrong I got to root for the Browns right you know poor them like <laughs> Same thing as being an Alcatraz inmate. No difference. <laughs> no difference, Rank. It's the same. It's the virtual same. Except for worse food. <laughs> um, here's an interesting one, college basketball. You go UNLV. Okay. What about the 1966? I'd love to have been uh, a member of the 1966 te- Texas Western team. Just oh, so yeah. I could say that I was, because, of course, that team was the first starting five to uh, all African-Americans starting right. five to win the national championship. Okay. And what a feather in my cap that would be to say. I was one of the guys who was, uh, uh, you know, one of the starting five all African-American <laughs> national championship team. So that would be, I mean, I think that would be good because that transcends sport. You know, that, that, that becomes culturally significant. And so I would like to have that going wait, wait, for me. Wait, you would, you would do what? Play You'd ball. be on the team. I 
play ball. But you would have been on the team, like well, on, coming I, I off the bench. Be less cool if I weren't one of the starters. <laughs> so it's got to be me in the starting lineup. You're one of five. Wait, but yeah, but you realize if you're one of the five, then the his historical significance is lost. I don't know what you're getting at. <laughs> um, I well, what makes them famous? Why? Why are they historical? Championship, 1966. And, you can never take that and, away. From you can never take the the, the title away. I like when they say. And then, I like that when they say. I like when play when when coaches say in the locker room, "Hey, gentlemen, you got that ring on your finger, and that's right. the one thing nobody can ever take away from you." Unless like, you play football for USC. Yeah, it's like yeah, no, that the ring they act, actually <laughs> actually can. they can yeah yeah the, that that the ring it can go can away. can and will. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> they can't take that ring away from you. Yeah, no, they can. I think you're missing the point. Figuratively, they can't take the title away from you. I want to. I, I hope uh, the next the next Heisman Trophy winner comes out and accepts the award and says, you know, this is this is a great trophy, and uh, this is really a momentous occasion. You know what? Nobody can take this away from me until they find out about all the crappy stuff I did. <laughs> then I'm screwed. In the meantime, I'm gonna live it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, be right. honest. Wait, wait. You, so you would be a starting five? That's right. You and the starting five. Any more for you? So you would be the first team. What? Yeah, that's right. Focus on the road, please. All right. If so these guys were Lewis and Clark. Uh, NFL <laughs> Network would be in Kansas. <laughs> um, so rank. Let's talk ball, though. Talking ball. That's what's. Listen, it's a big weekend for you know the the, the, the fellas going into the hall. It's going to be a terrific time. But uh, in this lockout, it makes you you know it was hard to have a sincere conversation about the 2011 season because you felt like I got to have that. You felt like a chump doing it. I don't want to have a conversation about something that may or may not even happen. I'm not going to indulge this. And by the way, speaking of that, the players and owners, they had it out and they resolved this whole thing. Players got a lot of what they wanted. The the owners got a lot of what they wanted. But what about we fans? What did we get? Where's our list of demands? Think of some. Matter of fact, email me or, or uh, tweet me. Tweet us. And tweet Rank, too. At Damashek, at Rank. Tweet us. Uh, what fan demands? We'll, we'll put a list together, and uh, and we'll get that going. But What uh, happened to the 18-game schedule? Thankfully, that went away. That, you know, that was the, the – I remember that. I, I always thought that was a bargaining point, but I remember Roger Goodell would always come out and be like, hey, I, I, I spoke to the fans. They they want 18 games. No, nobody wanted 18 games. You know what the fans don't want? They don't want to pay full price for preseason games. Preseason games are fun. They're a great opportunity. No one bought that when he said that. Yeah, but it's fun. The preseason games are fine. You can take your family, but make them cheaper. How about doing that for the fans? Just be like, you know what? No preseason game is going to cost more than $20. Well, I think, um, actually, I heard 15! Chris, Chris Collinsworth said this maybe two years or so ago when Jacksonville wasn't filling the joint out. And the league likes to obviously um, attract and appeal to younger people. In fact, there's a, the, the, that uh, vaguely puritanical approach to things. You know, it's, it's family television. Remember the whole T.O. and what was her name from... Uh, the TV show in the towel, Nicolette Sheridan. Right. That was a big scandal. Oh, because the uh, family, fathers were watching with their sons. Oh, and, oh Janet Jackson's bosom made an appearance. And now oh, the, the, des- the world almost exploded when that happened and children are watching. Well, here's what Chris Collinsworth said, and I agree with it. If there's if there if a blackout is looming locally, right. they should just give those seats 
to kids. Fill those seats, make it a sellout, uh-huh. and and then the the local fans get to see the game. And you give the you, you do some goodwill to some kids that uh, want to get in and see their local team play. I That's that, a fine idea. I think that is a great idea. I think the Chargers did that when they had their when the city of San Diego was. Uh, forced to buy all the tickets to thwart any blackouts, I believe that they donated them to the Boys and Girls Club of San that's Diego. A nice, that's a nice look into the past and looking into the future. That won't happen because the Chargers will certainly sell out all their games in Los Angeles downtown oh, stop when they're it. playing next to the Staples Center in Farmers Field in uh, 2014 or thereabouts. So, all right, Rams. will they be sharing it with the Rams? Uh, maybe. I think. I, you know what I think it's going to be. My prediction is it's going to be the Chargers and the Raiders. <laughs> I do. I think it's what's going to happen. How would that work? I mean, one is going to have to go to the NFC then. Well, right. Yeah, they would. They'd have to. They'd have to adjust the divisions. But that are the the yeah the the layout of these things. But yeah, I, I everybody keeps talking about it. everybody in the know, and I've talked to several people who are close to the situation of the people dealing with that, and they say, right. you watch, it's not going to be one. It's going to be two teams that come to LA. Absolutely. I, I mean, think, absolutely. You've heard no, no, this no. too. Uh, yeah, I. My prediction is that we have gone. Th- here, we, we left Pittsburgh, what thirty minutes ago, and we are in farm country. Yes, we are in Nebraska now. These are the people. Pull over look, when look we at get this. To, look at this. There's a house. There's a big, like, what color? It's a. It's a weird shade of green. The guy that lives in that six-bedroom house decides the election every year. Well, this is what I'm going to think of every election night. We're like, oh, it comes down to what Ohio says. Like all 13 of them that live here. We're in farm country, full on right now. And when speaking of which, when you uh, get near the Iowa State campus, pull over. I want to give all the locals a thrill there. Let, yeah, let them see Dave your Danish shrine. Show. Yep, that's right. The year they went seven and four. But with this lockout. Right? Wait, we're talking about LA football. Can I give you my hypothesis? Oh, please, please do. Yes. I feel that the Los Angeles Rams. We'll start up again in Farmers Field, and they'll build that thing, and it'll be great. And then Al Davis, Al Davis will pull the kooky move. He'll call up Ed Roski the next day, be like, "Hey, I'll, I'll go move to the city of Industry," and they'll build both stadiums. <laughs> the Rams and Raiders will be back, and we'll have two NFL stadiums. That would certainly be fun. That would be hilarious. I would enjoy that. Um, so, but like I say, because I've, I guess I sort of forced myself out of it subconsciously and I didn't really allow myself to consider football that much I kind of some things got off my brain like for instance of course we know the Packers were the best team last year but you know they didn't even win their division isn't it funny to think of that that the Bears hosted the NFC title game the Packers barely uh, squeaked into Detroit had to win a game, right? Detroit beat Tampa Bay. They yeah, they kicked a field goal. That's at, uh, right at the end of regulation. Either was it overtime, and that ultimately is what eliminated them. They wouldn't have made the playoffs. So the Packers didn't make the playoffs. Then they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl. Obviously, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you can, you can go to the four letter network with that kind of logic. Who would have won? Who would have? Who would have came out of the NFC? And who would the Steelers have played? The Falcons, maybe? You think? It would have been the Giants, I believe, making the playoffs instead. Had the Giants beat the Packers that last game of the season? No, it would have been the Bucks in. They would have been the sixth seed. Yeah, I think the Buccaneers might have made it. Um, the first seed was the Falcons, so they would Because, have yeah, if the Buccaneers had won that game, they would have been 11-5 and five you figure instead it would of 10 be, and 6. If things play out pretty much the way they did, then you figure it would be Bears at Falcons. 
Yeah, all right. That would have been a pretty good one. But um, speaking of that, the thing you forget about is, or at least I kind of, I, well, I'm aware of it, that the Steelers dodged a bullet. They got to the Super Bowl and didn't have to play the Patriots. Right. That team went 14-2. and two. Randy Moss, the retired one, um, gets kicked off the team, and they take off from there. They, right. they go on a roll. They're 14-2. and two. They smoked, among others, the Steelers and the Jets in regular season. Right uh-huh. at the end of regular season, they smoked the Jets. Right. And so you figured that was going to be – they were going to destroy them in Foxborough in the playoffs. Somehow the Jets – I still can't make sense of how that team how, – how the Jets took care of business up there. Right. But the Steelers dodged a bullet because the Patriots surely would have destroyed the Steelers in right. the AFC title game. And, and you forgot right all Right now this. they'd be – right. Well, that, it brings it all back up now that I think it through where we left off. You know, uh-huh. it's kind of like I need the, I need the Cliff's notes. Like I, you know, when I when, when an episode begins, I haven't seen it in a week. I like that they give me like uh, uh, you know previously on Mad Men. You yes. know, I need that. Oh well, yeah, right, right, right. I'm a, I'm up to speed. That's what I'm doing right now. That's previously be- in the NFL. That's what I'm doing right now. 14 and two Patriots. The Patriots. We all are happy. I think outside of people in Pittsburgh. Probably pretty happy that the Packers won. That was a nice story. Right. Aaron Rodgers overcoming the stink of Brett Favre and the you know the redemption, I guess, of Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson. Their decision to let Brett Favre go, all that kind of stuff. That was a that was a, a cool thing. Um, but if it had been the Patriots, that would have Ooh. been a bad way to go out. <laughs> you know, everybody was dying to have football back. If the Patriots had won, maybe we they'd be like, like Nah, eh, we're cool. I'm done with this. This uh, this sport maybe we would be thinking now, but um, this sounds like a good special for Damashek and Rank. What's that? Previously on <laughs> should have this special. Previously on the NFL, uh, you mentioned the Buccaneers. You know everybody's yes. talking because at the draft, right as soon as the draft ended, they went right back into lockout mode, and everybody has been talking about Nick Fairley joining uh, Van den Bosch and. Um, and Indomitian uh, Sue to right. make that great defensive line. But what about what the Bucks have put together now? It's, again, pretty quiet because um, Cam Newton was the story of the draft. And then, like I say, as soon as it was over, you went back into hearing about legal issues instead of how players are going to fit in with their team. Um, but think about the fact, last year they take Gerald McCoy, uh-huh. who has a great season. Uh, you know, at, at uh, the defensive tackle spot. Then this year in the draft, they had Adrian Claiborne out of Iowa. Right. My arch rival is a cyclone. <laughs> uh, Adrian Claiborne in the first round on one end, and on the other, they go get uh, Daquan Bowers, who was at one point the number one overall pick, but he's got the bum knee. Right. And Bowers, what if the 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 the, the rap on him is he he only has three or four years. You right. Know, he may not. He's probably not going to have a decade long career. So people didn't want to burn a first round pick. But what if they get four years and he plays anywhere close to what people projected him to play like if he in in a relatively short period of time? What a defensive line they have. Right. Youth and skill. Yeah, that's a, it's a pretty good team right there. Oh, you're so so underwhelmed. Were you, are you? I'm not underwhelmed. Now what are we doing? I'm actually yeah. I'm worried about our our navigators here. From one lane high, well, from one lane road to another, driving through this. This looks like the road that Ohio. Tom Hanks was on at the end of uh, <laughs> Castaway. <laughs> <the> castaway. <laughs> like, which way do we go? So 
I think we so. The Buccaneers, yes. The we Buccaneers. started talking about this, and the Buccaneers are great, and they're probably no better than the third best team in their division. Right. Think about that NFC South, the Falcons and the Saints. I think that we started the kibitz about this last week. I think that there are at least three NFC teams superior to anyone in the AFC: the Packers, the Saints. Another a little under the radar kind of moves. They uh, they added uh, a Brayu Fe- uh, Franklin to drop him at, onto their defensive line. The great run stuffer from the Niners. You uh-huh. throw him into a defense that's going to be better than it was last year. That offense is loaded. A great draft pick was Mark Ingram. Yeah. Mark Ingram is going to be is going to be gangbusters in that offense. Um, they're they're going to be good. The Falcons are very good, and the Eagles. So at least the Eagles, Packers, with all those guys coming back to the World Champions, and uh, and the Saints are better, I say, than anyone in the AFC. And maybe the Falcons too. If Julio for if Julio Jones uh-huh. is 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 uh, what you would need out of him. I always say about John Baldwin, also of Kansas City. They're the poor man's Randy Moss. In other right. words, in rookie se- in the rookie season, all you ask of them is to run fast and straight and as far as they can run down the field. And when you're six foot four and six foot five, you can just throw the ball up as the quarterback. And Plexico Burris, the Plexico Burris effect is that it's highly unlikely out of the three results you're gonna see a catch an incompletion and an interception, the chance of an interception is pretty slim because when right. you're that long, at the very least, that your receiver can knock the ball knock it down. away. And um, so I think if he can do that, the Falcons maybe make that list too. Who in the AFC? The Patriots? Yes. Yeah. And I think the Ravens are going to have a great year. I think Ray Rice specifically, fantasy and otherwise, is going to be huge this year. With Willis McGahee gone. McGahee's gone and Vontae Leach in the lead blocker, we complain quite a bit about his inclusion in the top yeah. 100 list uh, of current players. Right. A fullback in, in 2011 in the top 100, yeah. is in the top 100 players. But we'll eat crow if Ray Rice has his best season uh-huh. this year running behind Vontae Leach and Arian Foster plummets. Then we'll have to say maybe Vontae Leach is in that spot. I will call Vontae Leach per- personally. And you'll do it. I'll on say, the show? I'll say, Vonte, you have no idea who I am. You don't get an, you don't give an expletive what I think. But I am sorry, my friend. What? I don't think he'll say that. Won't he say like, Adam Rank from the Dave Damashek football program? Love your work, man. That would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. Maybe I'm inspiring him. All right. He's out. The producers are trying to figure out if they should make a left or a right here. They've decided on a right, which means in about uh, four to seventeen minutes we'll be making a U-turn rank. So <laughs> that, to head back. I uh, can't wait to see that house again. <laughs> um, right. Wait, you know what? Oh wait, I do want to mention one thing about the Buccaneers. That defensive line does sound great. When you talk about things that people are forgetting, Josh Freeman only had what six interceptions last year. Like for a young quarterback to show that kind of poise and not turn the ball over. If he does that again, and if he continues to get better, the Buccaneers, I, I really like them this year. I think, I, I, Yeah, it's just that that division is brutal. What looks like the best division, the the NFC East is loaded again. I think the Giants yeah. are going to have a good year. Um, well, we're driving by Kent State. Oh, we, we're close. Jack Lambert's uh, university, his alma mater. Um 
the Cowboys and I think the Redskins are going to be a little bit better than people expect, but I don't know how good with they John can be Beck? with John Beck. Well, with their QB, that's obviously limits how good they can be. But I, I think they've made some nice additions too, and uh, and then of course the Eagles. And uh, by the way, aren't the Eagles and Jets? They're sort of the Yankees and Red Sox of football this year. Isn't it amazing? Any name that is out there, they're in the market for them. They, it seems like they're after every single one of these guys. It's amazing what uh, what both teams have been able to do. And yet, the Eagles are decidedly better. When you add it all up, the Jets have been in the mix on every on, on so many big names. Right. I don't know if they've gotten any better, though. They're the one team. The Patriots, I think, have probably improved a couple of gambles. Low, you know, uh, small gambles really, because they can part ways with uh, both Ocho Cinco and um, and uh, Albert Haysworth easily without without it costing him much of anything. But Haysworth is one of those savvy moves that doesn't cost him anything. And we've said this before: if he can come out and just even in limited play, if he can come out and perform as you know what he did in Tennessee. The Patriots have a bargain. And with the young defense, that team becomes a lot better. And as you said before, a 14-2 team now adding pieces like Chad Ochoseco and Albert Hainsworth. That's, they've improved. I'm not They're sure that- better. The Dolphins have improved. You might even say that the, uh, that the Bills have improved. Not that they're going to take a run at the division or anything. No. But the point is the Jets seem like they've sort of just maintained is, is – Plaxico at this point an upgrade from Braylon Edwards. I don't know if you would say that. Um, Not at all, really. No. And uh, so it really then comes out. The thing I do think is going to happen with that team is, though, I think they're going to get away from, I don't think you're going to see Ladanian out there as regularly. I think he becomes a pure third down back. They got to go to Sean Green. I I think Sean Green takes off this year a little bit. I think think he steps up. Maybe we were premature in forecasting that for him last year, but I think he's going to have a good year this year. But still, who are the great teams? KC is the team I like. It's it's castle-proof, that offense. Right. How can they... how can any QB, Damashek would put up some big numbers. Eh, well, listen, I, don't I was the greatest player. But, I mean, I mean, a normal person would put up decent numbers. Hey, so, why don't you get the credit? I was watching some random football show the other day, and the announcer was talking ball, saying nobody expected the Kansas City Chiefs to make the playoffs last year. I'm like, oh, you were so wrong, sir. You were so wrong. Go back to your soap opera. Because Dave Damashek called that correctly Thanks, fella. one year ago. Thanks for acknowledging that. I did. That was a bold stroke by me, and I'm doubling down on it, and I say they're going to win it again this year, the AFC West. Listen, John Baldwin, I saw, I told you about him, Dwayne Bowe, Dexter McCluster. Don't forget about him playing that Reggie Bush type of role, right. lining up all over the place. The kid out of Ole Miss a couple of years ago, when he was on the field, he was very good last year. And you think the defense is good enough? Tony Moiaki is a nice tight end. Yeah, I think their defense is is just fine. It's it's in fact it's improved now. They drop uh, Kelly Gregg a late of uh, the Ravens in into the line, so they're going to be stronger against the run. The two LSU kids uh, up front as well. And um, who am I forgetting else? Uh, the, the, that we got. Oh, Jamal Charles. Hear me now. Believe me later. You want a bold prediction? Right. Jamal Charles leads the NFL in rushing this year. What? That's right. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm here to tell you. Oh wow. I think he's going to have a great year. More than Ray Rice. And um, yeah. So listen. Hey, they, Jamal Charles doesn't have Vontae Leach in front of him. Oh, and they also added Stevie Breston. That's who else. They oh have. yeah. What a what a cadre of weaponry they have available to him in, yeah. in Arrowhead. Yes. Um, 
So, uh, so yes. So I like the Chiefs, and I and by the way, I like the Jags a little bit too. I think the, the Jags. Jags I, I'm not ready to go and say that they're going to win that division yet. I'm going to mull it, it over like for a are. couple of weeks. Uh, give me a couple of weeks before no, I, do it it's now. time for me to reveal my final uh, preseason predictions. Here. What do you like about the Jags? I think they just made a lot of nice defensive additions. I think that the defense is going to be stout, and I like philosophically the idea of rather than trying to keep up with the Joneses, which is basically tech, uh, Houston Texans' way of doing things. Right. Well, here's how we'll beat the, the Colts. We'll shoot it out with them. Bad idea. You're not going to beat them that way, but you grind them. That's how you beat uh, that yeah. team, I, I feel like, um, unless you have Tom Brady and, and uh, an offense like that. I think what you do is if you're the Jags, you grind them. You pound them on the ground, and then you stop them defensively. You slow them down. The Jags have had success doing that in the past. Why not? Uh, they showed signs of doing it last year of making a little bounce back. I think they'll continue to rise this year. But I, uh, I'm not ready to say yet that they're going to overcome that Not team, quite. Or okay. even the Texans. I don't know, but I may. Tune in. That's what it will be at, like, what, episode 16, 17, 18? Somewhere around there? Right. We'll be starting to talk about that. What about the Texans, though? They brought in uh, Wade Phillips. They I didn't get that. They I didn't think- get Nomdi, but they got some good corners. Jonathan Joseph, if he stays healthy, yes, uh, uh, you know, uh, a notch below and maybe the second or third best corner available free agency-wise this year behind Namdi, and his thing has always been uh, staying healthy. But if he does, yes, they suddenly become – actually it becomes a uh, position of strength for them. That's always been right. a weakness with uh, Brandon Harris from Miami, the, the kid they got in the second round, also a nice pickup for them. So, yes, I think that, uh, that they look good. But we talked about Randy Moss. He retires – Who's more likely to play this season, him or Carson Palmer? Randy Moss. I you tweeted that out. I knew that would be your answer. Right. You tweeted that as soon as. Why do you feel this way? Why? Why not just you? So many people. As soon as he said that, become cynical. Oh, he'll be back. Why is Why is Randy Moss going to come back? He's got a little Brett Favre in him. He's doing it for the drama. He wants people to talk about him. His name well, wasn't in signed. the. He could have signed with the Jets. His name so wasn't the in the news though. He was he was taking a back seat to all these other big free agent signings and said, you know what, I'm going to take my ball and go home, and I'm going to make you guys beg for me, and you come out and you show me how much you love me, and then I might come back. I could say, well, if you say as Brett Favre, uh, what is uh, what about Brett Favre? No. Palmer. He's done. Moss Favre. No Favre for Moss. sure. I agree, but if you would ask me two weeks ago, I was starting to get scared. Until Don McNabb signed, I thought that was where it would make sense. Oh, yeah. Christian Ponder, you don't want to throw that kid into it right out of the gate. Um, So if Brett Favre's willing to come back, then maybe they could convince him. But once Minnesota went away, I I figured that closes the book on Favre. Where would he possibly go? Washington. Interesting. Yeah. Let's not even think about it. Might get a phone call, yeah. Better than John Beck. But it would be ludicrous if he, obviously. I think a, Iowa State's native son, Dave Damashek, oh, would be better. You know, speaking than, of that, like they don't want Christian Ponder, Cam Newton, you know, everybody's worried. Andy Dalton, these teams around the, the around the NFL worried about, oh, we're going to throw this kid right in there. And, oh, this kid hasn't had enough time to get ready. And, and for that matter, coaches are worried. We haven't had time to install what we wanted to. We were, we're, we're switching over to the 3-4. Are we going to be able to get up to speed? All these issues. Yeah, we haven't had the time we usually have. We didn't right. have our OTAs. We didn't have as much time to work it out with these kids. 
what if there is no discernible difference? What if we are watching the game and it, and everybody is fine? We've seen it before. Rookie running backs who hold out for the majority of uh, of training camp, and then they walk in and they're great from week right, one. Right, right. What if the quarterbacks do that too? What if there's no? What if what if it's not? Everybody's saying, "Oh, get ready for sloppy football, everybody." Yeah. What if there? What if it isn't? What if it's? What if it's nice and crisp and it looks great? Then what case do coaches ever have again for saying that we want to do? Yeah. What if the older players aren't like, you know, they're they're pressure, their leg, they're not as beat up. Of course they will be. And and by the way, the vast majority of them work out and have person, you know, they, their training regimen is completely different than it was 30 years ago. These guys can stay fit without it. There'll be a couple of pigs that show up, you know, a couple of guys like, oh, if I let it get away from me, I put on uh, 110 coach. Sorry about yeah. that. But those will be a handful of people, if that, right? Right. Uh, very, I think this is going to be an very, interesting yeah. thing to keep an eye on because the coaches have to have it. It's been so imperative. And if I may get up on Mount Pius for a moment, maybe it's the two days and the and the uh, all the practices that involve collisions and everything that have uh, maybe there that is the connection with concussions. Maybe they've created a generation of people with uh, with brain trauma because they had to have their precious practices go long. Yeah, that's helmets. a great point. I want to see that happen. I, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but, well no, not that the people I, get yeah, hurt, I but I want to see. I just hope that the football is great. Maybe it'll make the preseason games better. Like maybe a team won't, you know, you won't be able to go and Cadillac a drive. And then go and, you know, rest there with your, your hat on backwards, watching the game, playing grab behind with your teammates. Mm-hmm. Actually go out and play a quarter, maybe a half. Go out there, get some work that in. That makes sense, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe they'll be compelling and for, this free for more ag- than yeah. four minutes. Um, and this free agency's got to be a week. I love it. Yeah. It has to be. We'll start it the day after the MLB All-Star game. You start free agency, goes for a couple of weeks, boom, cramp starts. This was the perfect... Well, Perfect free agency. Isn't it, there's, I wonder if it's just if it's just random that it happened this way, but very few. Maybe it's because the whole summer sitting out, and maybe there was a sense of of uh, career mortality for these guys that. I don't know how many years I have left, and I still haven't won. If that right. was going through their, through a lot of these free agents' heads this time around. But isn't it interesting that almost every one of them went to contending teams this year? It almost always, teams just go where the money is. Right. Guys go where the money is. But this time, it doesn't it feel like they all went to. You didn't hear anything about. You haven't heard a, a, a thing about the Browns. Nobody's no. nobody's seeking out the Browns to find out what the score is with them. People are going to the Eagles, to the Jets, to to uh, you know the teams that are taking a run at uh, these guys are the the legitimate contenders. The Cowboys are at least in the mix on these things. They're not winning with with uh, who they're going after. But again, you you're not seeing the also rans even uh, names even mentioned when uh, when these big ticket free agents are out there. Yeah, it's kind of un- I mean, it's actually becoming similar to baseball because the big names signing with two teams happens every year in baseball. The Kings are either going to the Yankees or going to the Red Sox. The Phillies have started to get into the mix later in later years. So we're seeing that now in the NFL. The guys are going to the big teams because there's not an inst- it's not like these small market teams have as much to offer. Like when Reggie White went to Green Bay. Now these guys want to play in the big city. Everybody's got the money to spend. And they're going after it, and they're going after teams that are good. Back to what we were talking about, too, about good teams in the AFC. Beware 
the Miami Dolphins if they get Kyle Orton as their oh, fans yeah. are booing Chad Henney. I don't think Kyle Orton is a world beater, but it's worth yeah. it's worth pointing out that Brandon Marshall was dynamite with Kyle Orton. Oh, absolutely. And they're going to be able to pound it. Their, their power game with Jake Long and Mike Pouncey, they're going to be able to pound them. The defense is strong again. That's, again, that's the way you beat That's the, what the Jets did. That's how they beat the Patriots. Yeah, Tough got- defense, grind them on the ground. Make a couple of big plays in the air. Brandon Marshall is, is there to do just that. I, I, I again, that's another sleeper for you, the Dolphins. What about Reggie? What is it? You, you like Reggie down there? Of course, of course. I love that addition. Him Couple and Danny of, Thomas. When you're, if you're going to play at nip and tuck with a good defense like you are, you need a couple of big plays to to go down over the course of the game. Reggie Bush, Brandon Marshall, two of the best playmakers out there. Right. Those right. guys between the two of them, it's hard to imagine that they're not going to that they're, you're just going to completely shut that offense down, even if it is Chad Henney. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I, I, I think he's obviously pretty limited, but you know, who knows? He's he's also still a young fellow. So if we can't close the book yet on Matt Ryan and guys like that, then yeah, not that Chad Henney has the same pedigree, but you know, he's he's not the he hasn't he's had his flashes even last year. He looked fine in a couple of games. There was some, but they have to get the Kyle Orton thing done though, right? It would obviously improve their chances. In the meantime, we got a lot to talk about, Frank, and we're going to be at the Pro Football Hall of Fame in the next. Two to eighteen hours. Yeah, whenever we get miles, 20, twenty-eight miles from from uh, Canton, and we're gonna be kibitzing. When should we do another podcast? I say we do one tomorrow. What do you say about that? Yeah, we have our own two a days. The NFL players aren't doing two a days. There's no reason why we can't. Right. We're probably not gonna suffer brain injuries. Nah. Um, not any like, more than watching the these two, guys driving. The two people in the front in the uh, front seat have already <laughs> suffered head injuries of some sort. Clearly, based on. Their ability to look at uh, look at the GPS. Did they get uh, baseline con- concussion tests when they joined? <laughs> Commissioner, please. When you're <laughs> hiring anyone, not just players, to be uh, to be paid by the NFL, please. Let's start with the producers. This has <laughs> yeah. been a powerful and sobering lesson that I think we learned today. Um, all right, Rank. So looking forward to uh, to hanging with you and uh, all the old fellows in their gold blazers. Um, in Canton, Ohio, if we ever get there. Look for us next week. I mean, look for us tomorrow, I should say. Yes. On NFL.com and on iTunes. As always, like we say, subscribe to Dave Damashek football program. Lots of hooey and applesauce coming up. Also be on the lookout on NFL.com in the next couple of days. I guess we'll be doing some video stuff, too. Right. We'll do, We're going to be appearing on the network soon. Oh, we are? Yes. Oh, excellent. Next week. On the network? Yeah. For what? Fantasy football. You and me, we're on the network. Aren't we? Wow, we're moving on up. All right, terrific. So look for all that stuff. In the meantime, though, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. 
Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.